want to um, give you guys a little bit of a heads up on this. I understand this is, uh, what's a nice way of putting it, not for children. This is a very mature themed trailer with a lot of over-the-top gore and adult content in it. Now, I understand the film goes way over the top with gore for the sake of uh, humor, because in, in essence, it's kind of like a parody of those creature from the sea and monster films that dominated the late 70s and early 80s. Now, Darren, do you remember the original Piranha? As a matter of fact, I just saw a tra I just saw clips of it tonight for another show that we had on, and uh, yeah, you want to know what's funny? It was interesting. Interesting story about it. There was a sequel called Piranha 2: The Spawning that was filmed in Italy and basically had a lot of Playboy models in it. Had a director who was constantly at odds with the producers. This was his first real shot as not an assistant director because he had done a few things in the Roger Corman studio, but this was the first time he actually got a full-on film to direct. Mm -hmm. He apparently was fired two or three times from the film, only to be hired back the next day. You know him now as Academy Award-winning director James Cameron. Yes. But that was where he got his break. He went from Piranha 2, the spawning, to saying, you know, I've got this idea for this movie about this assassin from the future, and maybe I should try to do it myself. <laughs> and uh, I think doing it for himself has worked out really well for him. And what was that movie? That was Piranha 2, the spawning. No, the movie that he went on. Terminator. The Terminator. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. and then there was Aliens, and then The Abyss, and True Lies, and uh, Terminator 2, and... Uh, Oh, goodness, what else am I forgetting? Oh, yeah, Titanic and Avatar and, yeah, you know. Yeah. There's, there's a track record of box office bonanzas here and an Academy Award here or there along the way, too, for these things. So um, very interesting how that all played out. But anyway, this film uh, apparently is kind of like the um, original. Now, here I'm going to throw one. There was a, a in the early 90s, there was a, um, 92, I believe it was, there was a fixation with the underwater movies, just like we had that time where Deep Impact and Armageddon and there was the monsters from space. And then, you know, every now and then you have the big, you know, creature or something film that's the, all the rage. Well, there was a summer where we actually had three of them come out between the fall and the summer. The first one was Deep Star Six, which starred Greg Evigan, which for my money was actually the better of the, the two. Then you had Leviathan, which actually had a great cast. I mean, it had Peter, Peter Weller, Weller, Richard Carena, yeah. and, you know, some of these other smaller people actually went on to be very notable actors and actresses. Daniel Stern is in it, you know, from uh, from Home Alone and all the, and those things. He's in it. And then, uh, of course, James Cameron followed up with The Abyss so shortly thereafter. So um, one of the ideas behind Piranha is that, in essence, an underwater rift opens and these creatures that had been trapped for untold ages in a subterranean canyon get loose and i i don't remember the original film too much i remember i think it was a scientist at a special breed these kids were uh you know running away they went to go swimming in the pool got chewed on the by the piranhas i think it accidentally let the filter loose dumped them into the water and it was all about trying to stop them before they get to the big spring break blow out and destroy everything in sight well the new version has Elizabeth Shue and a very impressive cast. In fact, I even mentioned Richard Dreyfus reprises his character, Matt Hooper, from Jaws. Really? Yes, but he did it as a, as a joke because there are some interesting things that happen in the film. But he is his back, and it's coming out. It's in true 3D, and uh, I, as I've been told, it's extremely over-the-top and crazy. So I haven't even seen this yet, folks. We're going to roll it right now. This is the leaked Piranha 3D trailer from Comic-Con. And again, I want to warn you, everything I have been told is that this is an adults-only trailer. If you don't like language, if you don't like gore, and if you're under 17, you need to turn away right now. Uh, we're, we're covered. We've covered ourselves twice. Let it roll, Darren. You know what? I want to tell you a story about Derek. I want to tell you about Derek being a great man. When that hurricane hit Katrina, Derek said, let's get on a plane and go down there. And we went down there right away to help. No, what we went down there to do is help production get started again. And we were going, you know, sailing by the houses. People are waiting on their, you know, top of their houses. Derek's like, show it to us, show it to us. We have all these people flashing us. And Derek got the boat, got the camera. That's one of our most highest selling videos to date. And you know, 
He's the only one that went down there. People are afraid to go down there. Derek went down there before the cleanup even started, and we got some of the best footage. George Bush may not like black people, but we love boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and that is your teaser panel for it. And before we get to the actual trailer, we're going to be running a very special um, video. Up next, we have a look at one of the more interesting films this summer. And, uh, oh yes, Darren's loading it up again. Dun, dun, dun. That's it. And so uh, we will have some more stuff for you soon. But uh, I guess we have a little bit of a tech issue. So we're going to uh, show the trailer a little later. Uh, Darren, let's get on to the next uh, trailer that we have on the show tonight. Vampires suck. Now, for those of you folks who... Uh, have let's say it we've had about as much of twilight as we're possibly going to handle this is a film that from the guy not necessarily from the guys but in the old days we had the airplane films we had the naked gun films and then you had of course the spy hards and the hot shots and then you had things like date movie epic movie so on and so forth um some of them were you know good and most actually most of them were all really bad and uh, this is the latest film, and this one I can tell you, unlike the others, they did not screen those for the press. They are going to screen this one. And it's a parody of the Twilight films, and this is called Vampire Suck. to meet my family we've heard so much about you paper cut someone here order chinese food from the guys who couldn't sit through another vampire movie Take aim at Alice. Where did you go, silly rabbit? You don't get it. I'm a killer. Oh. Explore the situation. Who are they? Snooki, Wow, DJ Polly D. What? No, not the dirtbags from the Jersey Shore. And get ready to go gaga. I finally found someone as freaky as me. Lady Gaga? Too freaky? Oh, yeah! On August 18th, the battle begins. Bigger the hit, the harder it sucks. Jacob, why did you just take off your shirt? My contract says I have to every 10 minutes of screen time. You know who we are, don't you? You're the Black Eyed Peas. Why does everyone always think we're the Black Eyed Peas? Jacob, run! And Chihuahua? Vampires suck. Edward! And uh, <laughs> how's that for a fun evening of entertainment? We've got a um, exclusive screener for uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, August 10th at Pacific Place, Seattle. 7 o'clock, it's a Tuesday night, and if you are interested in seeing it, which is absolutely hysterical, just contact us. Uh, you can contact Darren at the station, or you can contact me. Darren's got my contact info, and they'll put it up there. And we have passes for two, first come, first served. So let us know. Also, we just wanted to take a moment. we got a lot of stuff going on. have some big announcements coming up in the next few weeks. We've just got a few things we're in the midst of finalizing. And uh, we have a lot of stuff on SKNR.net. We've got the last few TV shows backlogged. We're just getting caught up from all of our Comic-Con coverage, our trip to California, and we're getting set up for the fall look ahead. We're working on issue three of our magazine right now, and we've got packs coming up. And I uh, wanted to say I did get a chance to see Dinner for Schmucks recently. Laughed my head off. Could not have been a funnier film. And uh, Steve Carell once again shows that while it is sad that he will be leaving the office after next season, uh, the gentleman's definitely doing the right thing. And, you know, he's honoring his contract and then moving on. So many of these guys uh, decided that they were going to, you know, oh, I've done a couple episodes of TV and I'm a star and I'm going to go be a movie star. 
and Steve Carell did seven years in the office. He's built his film career up during the whole time, constantly keeping the show as a priority. So I think it's really good to see that um, he's going to go off and do the films. But I, I think, you know, honestly, Darren, I would not be shocked if they have some kind of deal where he comes on a couple times a year, if they continue without him, which hasn't been decided yet. But I think they may try one year. You know, if you look at most shows, like that 70s show, Aston Kutcher left yeah, yeah. and um, uh, Topher Grace left, and they still tried to go on for another year without him. And they yeah. had, okay, you know, Ashton, we're going to have you on in about six shows, and they managed to get Topher back for the finale. But, you know, it wasn't the same, but they at least, yeah. they, they grind, you know, they grinded it out for one year. And I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look, look at um, Northern Exposure. They even tried to go on after Rob Morrow left. And it wouldn't be surprised if they, with the office, they at least say, hey, let's have a look at it, see what's going on, see if we can grind out another season and go from there. And, uh, you know, it, it's a funny thing. By the way, speaking of um, seasons, I did want to mention, we had brought them on a couple weeks ago, and we haven't had a chance to follow up with it. Uh, Mill Creek Entertainment has got some really good volumes. They've got Hunter, and they've got Season 2 of 21 Jump Street. They have some classic animated films from Richard Scarry. And they have some really good volume and box sets. Uh, one of the things I love is they'll have these collections of like, uh, um, you know, the, like Native American films. They'll have a collection of action films, so on and so forth. But what what I really, really enjoy from them is when you get the TV shows. Because a lot of people forget Fred Dwyer, um, you know, Hunter. That was a solid action show of the 80s. And it's really it nice to be able to see them. And they have it at a reasonable price. You know, a lot of these guys will put out a box set and they want $59, $69. These guys will put these things out for $15, 20 bucks. And, you know, hey, if you're a collector or a fan, 15, 15 bucks for an entire season of a TV show is never a bad deal. Wow. Uh, who was the so, lady that played in Hunter? You know, wasn't it Connie Selica? Or was am it, I off? She had the big black yeah. curly hair. Yeah, and that's what was driving me up the wall. So I, I was in a hurry to get to the station tonight, and I didn't uh, bring the disc with me because I was going to bring that in. But anyway, uh, we've got tons of movie and game trailers tonight, tons of them. I have been scouring the Comic-Con stuff. A lot of these have not even been uh, debuted yet uh, fully. They're only now getting into debut. And one of them that we have coming up is a new film from uh, Todd Phillips, who directed... Uh, old School, School for Scoundrels, The Hangover, and the upcoming Hangover 2, which we discussed last week. And this movie stars rising star Zach Galifianakis, who was uh, hysterically in a smaller role in uh, Dinner for Schmucks, who will also be in the upcoming Hangover 2. And Academy Award nominee, also known as Iron Man and Sherlock Holmes, comeback, comeback guy of Hollywood, Robert Downey Jr. And it's all about a story about two guys who meet and... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. has to get back home and uh, for the birth of his child. And unfortunately, he meets Zach Galifianakis along the way and hijinks ensue. And without any further ado, uh, adieu, I should say, we're due right now. And this is Due Date. Where's your dad? Uh, no idea. When's the last time you saw him? 1977. He had his bags packed by the front door and he picked them up, put them in the back of his car. And, uh, drove away. Last time I ever saw him.
agreements and uh, <laughs> well, you know what? I have coverage. <laughs> Is that a drainage stitch coming up? Yes, it is. Real hard. <laughs> Hold something. Nope. Hand me that dog. I will rip it in half. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Well, that one certainly looks funny. And up next, we have a film that I heard about almost a year and a half ago, and it's been uh, kind of waiting for its time to come out. And I, I think it's going to be a very interesting film. It stars Jim Carrey and Ewan McGregor, and it's actually a true story, or inspired by a true story, about a uh, Texas man who had a wife and uh, child who basically becomes a con man, who uh, in time it catches up with him and he goes to jail. And he actually falls in love with his cellmate, who is played by Ewan McGregor. And it's all about their hijinks that they get to in and out of prison and uh, the, uh, you know, the con games that he plays. But at the center of the story is their relationship with each other. But at the same time, he still tries to keep his foot in the door as the, you know, because the, the funny thing about it was he supposedly, and Jim Carrey plays his character, was the conservative upstanding father who all of a sudden one day said, I'm living a lie, and, uh, you know, went to lead his uh, his true lifestyle, what he felt was his true calling. But because he was a con man, he uh, had a lot of misadventures along the way. And there's been uh, some a little bit early Oscar buzz about it, because it's in addition to, you know, having some humor, they are playing slightly against type in the film. And so this is uh, Jim Carrey and you in uh, Jim Carrey and you and McGregor in one of the year's most unusual romantic comedies. I love you, Philip Morris. Hi, my name is Steven, and I've always tried to be a real stand-up guy. I was a good father. Good night. A good Christian. Amen. Amen. <laughs> And a great husband, but I have been living a lie for a long time. You're what? Just like that, I decided to start my life over and live it like the real me. But it didn't take me long to realize being me is really expensive. So I had no choice. I became a con man. Your check. And best of all, no one got hurt. Did you get my gift? Mommy! Look, Steven, can I see some ID, please? Of course you can. But it was only a matter of time before it all caught up to me. Call him down! Call you down! Then one day, something wonderful happened. Welcome to prison. I'm Steven. My name is Philip Morris. You are the sweetest, most gentle man I've ever known. I'm going to take care of everything. Yes. I have an early release order for Philip Morris. I'm his lawyer. Look at you! When I called all your references, well, they couldn't speak more highly of you. I cannot speak more highly about Stephen Russell. He's a real straight shooter. We want you to be our chief financial officer. Can we afford this? You just let me worry about the money, honey. Love sure is a funny thing. I just want us to be together. We're always gonna be together. Makes you happy. How big was this Christmas bonus? Pretty big. In July? You know, I thought it was weird, too. Makes you sad? Yeah, I've got some questions about these new accounts that we've opened. Yes! Makes you do all sorts of things you never thought you'd do before. I love you, Philip Morris! All right, so that was I Love You, Philip Morris. That's you and McGregor and Jim Carrey. I think that's going to be funny. I think that definitely has a lot of potential to it. Well, as I said, we've got a ton of stuff. I was uh, gathering so much material at Comic-Con. We still haven't even had a chance to get Jen's Flipcam videos posted yet. we got a lot of stuff on my Facebook page. If you'd like to see the pictures of me with the uh, Iron Man power armors or if you'd like to see me with the... You know, of all the photos, Darren, the one that's gotten the most response is the Boba Fett bubble. Um, you know how the Kenner... Uh, action figures they had the bubble it said it would say like it was the cardboard backing it said the character yeah. and then there's the plastic bubble up front that the character's in yeah. well they have them clear so what you can do is walk into the side and you can stand there and get your photo taken so you're inside the, it's like 12 feet tall 
So they put the Boba Fett backing up with oh, the yeah. bubble. You walk into the side and you go like that, and it looks like you're the action figure. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so that was everyone's awesome. like, yeah, I don't remember that one. I said, yeah, it's a limited edition. We also got one. Nice. We haven't posted them yet, but we actually got one at uh, Disney's California Adventure. We have us in the Toy Story uh, 3 comic box. Anyway, Comic-Con. As you know, if you've unless you've been under a rock, Comic-Con in San Diego is the largest gathering of television, gaming, book, comic, and, of course, film stars. And they had everyone from Angelina Jolie, Ryan Reynolds, Harrison Ford, David Duchovny, Sylvester Stallone. I mean, just everybody you can think of, stars of television and film, come out to promote their current and upcoming films. And uh, we have so much stuff. This goes on for four days, and it's it's just, you know, unless you have 20 people, it's very hard to cover it all because there's so much going on at the same time. And you run around, you get what you can. They also send a lot of clips to you that are taking forever to get through. We have so many interview requests. I mean, seriously, Darren, we're probably going to be spending the better part of the next two to three weeks. Here's one for you. I can finalize this now. You know how we've talked very heavily on the show about the former guys from Mystery Science Theater 3000 who do Cinematic Titanic. We've promoted their live appearances. We've promoted their DVDs. Well, Mike Nelson who was one of the head writers of the show who took over after Joel Hodgson left the show and had a, you know, a couple of the original people left the show and went on to other projects. They're now doing Cinematic Titanic. Mike and the other guys do a thing called Rift Tracks, and what they do is they take modern movies and rip them, and they got away with it because it's a very interesting twist. With the advent of the high-speed Internet, the guys were able to do things like, for example, they did the new Star Wars films. Now, the way they do it Instead of getting the actual film and overdubbing it, where you run into all sorts of copyright violations or anything like that, what they do is very clever. They provide an audio track that you can buy that when you play in synchronicity to your owned copy of it, it solves the problem. Kind of like the old, hey, put on Wizard of Oz, turn it down, play the dark side of the moon. And see, there's no copyright issue because they are not affecting the original product. They're simply providing an accompaniment track. And anyway, um, Mike Nelson and the guys were actually getting an interview with them. I had a scheduling conflict. So um, you remember Jim who um, kicked off our opening show with us. Jim is actually, we set him up and he's going to sit in on the interview for us. We got a roundtable interview with Mike Nelson and the guys from Rift Tracks. And the reason for this is they've got um, a classic bad movie from the past called Reefer Madness, which was put out to basically tell kids about the evils of marijuana and how if you smoke marijuana, you're going to become a psychotic sex fiend and go on a mass murder campaign. Well, this this is uh, something new for the guys. Instead of an audio track, they're actually doing a one-night special engagement at the theaters. Now... I, I'm sure you've uh, seen how some of the theaters, like ours in Federal Way, is really good because one of the things they do is they do the Metropolitan Opera and the live concert events and stuff like that. I don't know if you've, you've seen those, Darren. It's actually a very novel concept it's taking off, is that certain theaters, what they'll do is, for example, um, you know, let's say there'll be a performance at the Metropolitan Opera. There'll be a concert. There'll be some kind of special performance. And so what they do is they say, okay, you can go to the theater and you pay 10 to $15 and you sit in the theater and you see it live, you know, around. So the idea is if you're in, you know, Federal Way and you always wanted to go to the Metropolitan Opera or you're in Tacoma, but you can't make it and you can't pay $200 to see a ticket to a sold-out show, you can pay $10, $15, go to your local theater and see it live, you know, over your theater screen. And they, they do that with Miley Cyrus, too. Exactly. <laughs> and so one of the things that uh, the, the Rift Track guys are doing is that they are doing a theatrical showing of cinematic, of, um, of um, Reefer Madness. And so they're going to, you know, one night only, one show, da-da-da-da, here you go. And, of course, I'm sure it'll come out on DVD soon after. So we're going to be sitting in on the panel for that. I mention that because we have... A blast of stuff from Comic-Con coming up, games and movies right now. And we're going to have a look at uh, the 10th and final season of Smallville, which, as you folks may or may not know, tells the story of... It's a new version of what happened to Superman during his teenage years. Of course, it had been hinted at in some of the previous films. It had been alluded to many times in novels. And, of course, the... uh, 
you know, there was a young Superman or a Superboy series and all of that. Well, this uh, production, which is filmed up in Canada, has been highly popular because they have taken a new approach to it. And uh, they decided that this coming season 10 will be the final season and they're going to wrap it all up. And during Comic-Con, they had Tom Welling, who is the, you know, Superman himself and who plays, he's also a producer and he's directed some shows. He came out to give fans a look at what they can expect as the show wraps up its historic 10 season run and a special look at some of the guest stars that will be coming up. And needless to say, uh, this is going to be really, really impressive. They are just now putting Season 9 out on DVD, and Season 10 is going to appear in the fall. So if you haven't seen it, I mean, seriously, my wife had suggested it for a while. And, uh, you know, I I kind of, how do we put it? I like Superman, but I never got into Lois and Clark. And so I was kind of hesitant about going into Smallville because... You know, wrongly so, I thought, oh, gee, it's on the WB. Isn't that the One Tree Hill on the Dawson's Creek Network? And it's going to be one of those goo-goo-eyes and hand-holding-by-the-creek versions of Superman, and I don't want to see an iconic character watered down. And truth is, I couldn't have been further from the truth. It's actually a gritty drama with a lot of humor, a lot of action in it, and there are some really good episodes. And, you know, yeah, over the course of nine seasons, you're looking at 180 episodes already you're going to have a couple that don't quite add up but i would say i would say over 180 episodes at least 150 160 of them have been top rate and uh, so this is a look from comic-con at the 10th and final season of smallville coming to the wb network this fall Just now. You're entering into. Way to go, Darren. There was some nice side chat right there. (laughs) Up next, one of the Sci Fi Channel's gritty, dark retellings, also filmed in Vancouver, the prequel to the Battlestar Galactica series, Caprica, had a packed panel, Darren. It was so packed, the fire marshal turned people away. And it really ticked me off because I was trying to get in to catch that and get into the tail end of it because Big Bang Theory was up next. But we worked our magic. We did what we have to do. Ladies and gentlemen, Comic-Con 2010 presents a look at Caprica coming this fall to the Sci-Fi Channel. So you really want to serve God? Or do you want to be God? What is it you require? I need total control. Save me from the Capricans. You will enter children. You will exit warriors. <laughs> Apotheosis will bring the 12 worlds under the one true God. Clarice became a zealot with Messiah complex. 
don't even know about this. I have to do something. Do it! This program will end death. Whoever controls this will transcend any single corporation, government, or syndicate. I don't know what you want from I me. I want you to be real! You one of the dead walkers? I hear you can't die. You are working against me! I have done everything fast! Don't call me disloyal. We're gonna go up against the White Thrall. We're gonna have to do it together. Oh, what the frack? Something is happening, and it's happening soon. Let them come. Human beings value life. Cylons are simply tools, nothing more. The children of humanity shall rise and crush the ones who first gave them life. That was Caprica. I think it looks pretty good, Darren. It's coming along. And see, yeah, absolutely. It, it was a little slower getting started because after Battlestar Galactica, once I got used to some of the characters being recast, it was actually a very gritty drama. You know, my wife is not overly a sci-fi fan. She will watch some things. Other things don't have as much appeal for her. And I remember I was watching, I think it was the DVDs of, of season one of Galactica. And she started watching it, and she was like, this is fantastic. And uh, sure enough, you know, once she watched a little of season one, she was hooked. And she watched every single episode up till the finale. Now, the, the interesting thing is she's been slower to get into Caprica because to her, you know, it's all human drama right now and backstory. And they haven't re they're only starting to bring the Cylons into it. And so it, it's kind of, you know, as a fan of the show, you can kind of say... Oh, I see where they're going, I think. But that's the thing. And, you know, it's funny. BJ on the radio show, he had told me that uh, I think it's a similar thing. His wife hasn't really embraced Caprica at all. And so it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Well, speaking of embrace, we've got a uh, special guest from the set of one of the most popular film series of all times. Last week we talked to you about how Guillermo del Toro has got a new version of the Haunted Mansion in the works. And there's another classic Disney ride that needs no introduction. It's been an extremely popular franchise. And they've got something new coming for us next year in 3D. And uh, this is a very, very special uh, message that was sent unannounced for the folks at Comic-Con from the set of the new film. I think you're going to want to check this out. It will need no introduction. Darren, take it away. Stay focused. Make sure you go around in the chamber and you're safe behind. Shit. 
stars down the stairwell. They're the ones they put down. The walkers. You said on the news some kind of virus. Things got crazy. Man, you won't believe the panic. The broadcast stopped. Walking Dead. That was your teaser. That's AMC's new zombie series that got a lot of buzz. I got to walk through one of the house sets to it. And up next, this is the very, very special trailer from the set of a movie. No introduction needed. Darren, let it roll. My name is Captain Jack Sparrow. Ah, I take it some of you have heard of me. As you may well know, there are times, almost constantly in fact, where I prefer to look at the world through the bottom of a glass. Rub. Something like this. Um, you may have also heard whisperings and rumors that Jack Sparrow be recruiting a crew to undertake a voyage fountain of youth. Not true. Of course not. But even if it weren't not true, you wouldn't be interested in joining me, would you? Eh? No. Thought not. I do admit that there'd be varied and substantial dangers along the way, including, but not limited to, zombies, cutthroats, mermaids, and the vicious and vivacious vanilla crows. Which is why I'm not going. So possible to find a place anyway. No one knows where it is. Plus I'd have to have a bloody map. Or a bloody Mary. Or both. Which is not a bad idea, in fact, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary's all around. It's on the mouse. Barman! Now tell me, Darren, that's not going to be one that starts packing the theaters. That definitely will. We know that. Um. Now up next, things that are packing the theater, I'm going to talk about a special video game that I got to have a look at. 
Uh, over at the Capcom booth, uh, we got a good look at uh, Marvel versus uh, Cap. Um, did I say yeah? Marvel versus Capcom three. We got a look at uh, DC Online, and then we got some really special looking games. Now, one of them here was Dead Rising, which I'm really excited about. Dead Rising came out for the uh, Xbox 360. And it was one of the popular zombies films that are games that basically talked about a photojournalist who was trapped in a mall with a zombie outbreak. And of course, one of the joys about it was it was a fully realized and functioning mall where they had the ability to you could go anywhere like you could go into the movie theater, grab a garbage can, you can go into the toy store and grab a toy, use that as a weapon. And you fought the zombies, you know, you could pick up a potted plant in the food court and smack them with it if you had to. And uh, it was very popular, but it never came out for the PS3, didn't come out for the PC. They did make a watered-down, I, I, and I don't mean watered-down in a bad way, but it's based on the limitations of the system. They made a version for the Nintendo Wii. I, and uh, fortunately, Dead Rising 2 is coming out very soon, and there is going to be a PC version of it, a PS3 version, and of course the Xbox 360 version. Now, I went by the Capcom uh booth as i said at comic-con i got over to the nvidia section and they had a very special version of it running which was running on the full 3d emulator software so if you put on the battery powered glasses you got to play the game in 3d and it really stuck out because it had kind of like a, a fancy cell shaded animation to it and like the original game uh you you know anything on the game can become a weapon it's kind of like you know in a way jackie chan's old mantras for his films was that anything on the screen can become a prop at any given time and called into the script. And so with the game, it's similar. You, have a, you play like a motorcycle racing guy, and you're in a, a Vegas casino-like area. One of the things I saw was the guy was taking care of people. He takes a couple of paddle boats from a kayak, and he puts chainsaws on the end of them. He takes a boxing glove and puts a pair of scissors on them. You had a, there's a special motorcycle that I actually have a picture of me riding with the jacket, where there's chainsaws out the side, and there's a spiked baseball bat. And we also have a very special thing that I, I got a kick out of is when I was watching it being played, one of the guys got through, and he grabbed a roulette wheel and went to town on the guy with a roulette wheel. And, of course, you know, it was all over the top. The, the splatter was everywhere. But the thing about it was, let's be honest, zombies are hot right now. You know, Zombieland was a hit. The Left 4 Dead series has been a big hit. You know, the Resident Evil series, also by Capcom, is a huge hit. Capcom is really pushing the 3D, I mean the full 3D, not the 3D accelerators. They wear the glasses and get the full 3D experience. And, um, you know, I, I have to say I was extremely impressed with this game. I mean, I went in there thinking what I got to play of the original Deep Rising, I, had I mean Dead Rising, I had such bad luck with it because my Xbox 360 kept conking out and red ringing of death and you know i've had that discussion many times so i never got to finish the game and so the fact that i'm going to be able to play it on either the, the new one on either the pc or the ps3 is absolutely huge for me so i'm not going to have to worry about these issues that have plagued me in the past and it's not the developer's fault you know the the platform i was just having issues with and so uh we have a look here at the comic-con 2010 look at deep rising 2 this is coming from capcom and uh, I could say, honestly, this was hands down, if not the best, tied for the best game I saw at Comic-Con my whole time. They're really impressed with this, so do check this out. from the Fortune City Tourism Board. What if I told you there's a place just hours away that delights in catering to your every desire? Interested? Well, in Fortune City, the possibilities are endless. For the outdoorsman, sports fan, or even the karaoke star, we offer something for everyone. A shopaholics paradise, Fortune City is a premier shopping destination for those with exotic tastes. Sweet. Feeling lucky? Come ready to play. Hit the tables at any one of our dazzling world-class casinos. Make sure you bring your lucky charm. Hungry? Savor our sumptuous.
Well, I think that gives you a little bit of an idea of what you have to look forward to. And so, uh, Fortune City, fortune favors the bold, like they always say. That's deep, right? Dead, I keep, I don't know why I call it deep rising. It was that movie with Treat Williams, and I think I keep getting that one mixed up. That is Dead Rising 2, coming from Capcom, and that will be coming very soon, and you do want to check that out. you got to look there at the customizations. It also has a multiplayer uh, component to it, so I'm really interested in playing that and giving that a shot. Up next, we have a massive online superhero game. We had Champions Online, we had City of Heroes and City of Villains. This one I talked about originally two years ago on a, uh, on a program we did, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this one comes out. This is DC Online, which allows you to, basically in a massive multiplayer online game, play into the world of the DC heroes. Now, they solved one of the big questions. Everyone said, well, hey, wait a second. If I play a Superman, are there going to be 10,000 Supermans out there? And they've been very clear about this. No, you do not play as Batman, Superman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Green Arrow. You play as a new character in their universe, but you will interact with them. And so this is DC Online. I wasn't born on Krypton. I didn't inherit a fortune. And I've never seen the inside of an asylum. But none of that matters. Because now, I've got my own powers. those powers I can choose to save this world or enslave it give up we have you surrounded where'd he go side by side with the universe's greatest heroes or villains. Yeah, I really, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I know some people were originally disappointed going, what do you mean I can't be Superman, I can't be that? But the fact is, you know, from a play balance standpoint, as I said, you cannot have 10,000 Supermen out there. And so hopefully you get, you know, you get to go online. Hopefully the character creator is really good. You can make a good, uh, you know, character, and then you can mix it up with the guys. I mean, look, I don't care if my guy's an oozing pile of, uh, you know, slime like Bob from Monsters vs. Aliens. If I get to go put the smack on the Joker and really give him, you know, grab him by the throat and bounce his head off the concrete a few times, I'm going to enjoy doing that. Plain and simple, but that's just me. Now, speaking of smacking around people, we've got another superhero game from Capcom, and this is Marvel vs. Capcom 3. And what this is here is, for those of you that remember the classic side-by-side -side fighting games such as Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, um, you know, Double Dragon, where they were side-scrolling action-adventure games. This has taken the popularity of the Street Fighter, Street Fighter 4 series, and you have this lineup of Capcom characters who, have, you know, as I said, populated the Street Fighter series, and they go up against some of the classic Marvel characters. So if you ever thought, hey, what would happen if we put Balrog up against Wolverine? How would that all come out? You get a chance to find out, so you can decide. I'm going to play as Marvel, I'm going to play as Capcom, and we're going to mix it up. Now, you have your traditional, you know, you take on, you pick a side, you play against the others, you work through the progression all the way up to the big, you know, boss, the harder monster, uh, the harder characters, 
Or you can simply say, you know what, we're going to take it out and we're going to go play online against each other and settle it that way. The Street Fighter IV uh, release that came out last year, or actually early in the year, has been a phenomenal success, and this is just taking it to the next level. They had a good showing of this at uh, Comic-Con, as I said, at the Capcom booth, and it did get a lot of good buzz. Now, one of the things that I really got a kick out of, Darren, is you know, you've got Thor coming up, the movie. You've got um, Captain America, and yes, I did. We did decry last week how they're not being filmed in 3D, but they're being converted in post-production and released in 3D. But you do get to see these characters, and I think it's a very good way to start branching out beyond the, you know, the hardcore people know who Captain America is. They know who Thor are. But being able to actually play them, get the shield loose, throw it, throw Thor's hammer, it's going to really work out. So I think you'll get a real kick out of this, folks. And this is um, Cap Marvel versus Capcom 3. Avengers, assemble! Show me your strength. It's do or die. So that is um, that is uh, Marvel versus Capcom three, and that definitely looks intense. You know, as I was telling you, Darren, I uh, I tell you that that had a lot. And Mark, yes, to answer your question, Chun Li is in there. I don't think they would bother putting a Street Fighter uh, style game without bringing Chun Li in there. Uh, up next, we have the other game that uh, really caught my eye at Comic Con. I mean, there were several of them. I you know I got to see Rock Band three, got to see Dead Space two. Um, got to have a look at some of the new Star Wars games, including you know, the Force Unleashed 2, which looks absolutely awesome. This is the latest in the Red Faction series. Now, Red Faction has a very interesting tale. Going back, boy, almost, I think, 15 years almost, uh, 
Red Faction came out, and uh, the original one had a lot of action in it. It was a 3D shooter about an uprising on Mars, and it had the novel approach of a new technology called Geomod, which allowed you to actually destroy the landscape around you. That had never really been possible before in a 3D shooter, and one of the things it did was, for example, if you were trapped in a room, you could take your shotgun, blow a hole in the wall a couple times, make yourself a hole, transfer over to the next room. The uh, follow-up to the game was called Red Faction 2, obviously, but it had nothing to do with the Mars storyline. It basically took the Red Faction name, and it was pretty much a PC, a PS2 title. They did make a PC version of it, but it really didn't have a multiplayer component. It was more like going up against the bots, and it had you know some issues, and it really didn't go so well. Well, the game sat, and then about a little over a year ago, they brought out Red Faction, and uh, they brought out a new one which went from being a first-person shooter to a third-person shooter. And it was very popular on the Xbox, the PC, and, uh, you know, Xbox 360's Red Fraction Gorilla. And it went back to Mars in the aftermath of the revolution. And it had a little bit of Grand Theft Auto-esque into it that you could hijack the various vehicles around town. The game was open-ended in that it would give you a loose structure saying that before you move on to the next area of the map, you have to do this, you have to do this, and then you have to do this. But the order in which you do it and how you do it is entirely up to you. And it also had the Geomod technology where you could destroy anything in sight. So one of the things that I would do is, like, for example, I had to take out a, uh, um, a headquarters, basically. So rather than get out, uh, drive there, get out of my vehicle, shoot my way through all the guards, and try to take down the building, I just went out and got a gigantic uh, excavator truck. And I very slowly but deliberately drove that excavator truck right up to the building, ran over every garden site, and drove that thing full throttle right nice. through the lobby of the building and started backing up and banging around. Because if you knock out enough walls, that big building comes down. And sure enough, it did. Now, of course, as the game goes on, you, um, you, you, know, you have greater challenges that come up, new weapons, new stuff. You have upgrades or sub-storylines. And I uh, got a look at myself in the big excavation armor, the big, you know, combat armor for it at Comic-Con. And this is coming very soon. This is the latest in the Red Faction series. And, Darren, do you want to give us a little teaser on this one? And that is the latest in the Red Faction series. You'll be seeing that very, very soon. That is Red Faction Armageddon and from THQ. You'll see that very soon. As I said, we're hoping to have an interview up very soon. Also want to thank um, the guys at Sega. We have uh, got an interview pending for The Conduit, which if you haven't played it, the Conduit the, for The Conduit 2, that's what our interview is going to be. It was a... Um, uh, science fiction 3D shooter for the Wii, and it was one of the few Wii games that actually has multiplayer to it, where there's a mysterious conduit, aliens are getting loose in Washington, D.C., you have to fight your way through it. There's a sequel coming, we've got the uh, interview coming that'll tell you all about it, and so look for that, I believe that'll be coming later this fall for Christmas. Now, earlier in the show, we had someone ask about Daredevil, and yes, indeed, Daredevil is scheduled for a remake, and no, there won't be Ben Affleck, but... I think they're waiting to see how the uh, Thor and Captain America movies fare later this year because we also have the green, um, 
Green Hornet, which has already got a sequel plan. We've got the Green Lantern, which they've already looked at a sequel. They're looking at bringing the Flash to the screen. You know there's a new version of Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man in the works. And, you know, the Avengers are coming. So somewhere in this uh, setup you'll see Daredevil. One of the things we wanted to uh, close out tonight is that I had mentioned earlier in the show, we uh, have access to a special... Uh, very graphic link for Piranha 3D, and uh, due to some technical uh, situations, we weren't able to display that for you tonight. As I said, I have not had a chance to see it myself. It's for the upcoming Piranha 3D movie, and it's said to be exceptionally graphic. Now, it's about nine minutes long. If you would like the link, I can make that link available to you, and you can download that. So if you certainly would like that, give us an uh, email at our website. You can email Darren. He will have a copy of that. Darren, do you mind if people ask uh, sending that out? Uh, info at itvnw.com, and uh, he will send the link to you. If you don't load it on your page, just paste it. There's some talk that it might be taken down very soon due to the content, but we just got it this afternoon. And that's going to do it for us this week. Wanted to thank everyone for tuning in, and as you see, we have the beautiful Seattle skyline descending in the background. And uh, next week we have some new stuff. We'll be moving away a little bit from the Comic-Con screeners and information, although I still think we're going to be hearing stuff about that. Don't forget to check out Rift Tracks doing Reefer Madness at a theater near you. We have an interview for that very soon. We mentioned 21 Jump Street Season 2 and Hunter, available from Mill Creek Entertainment. There's a lot of good stuff coming out very soon. We've got a, it looks like a September release date for Iron Man 2 on DVD from Paramount Home Entertainment. And uh, next week, we hope to have a look at some of the new video games as well as some interesting new movies that are coming out. And uh, very soon, we'll be getting back to bringing some guests in studio. We'll be doing a PAX 2010 preview because that's coming up Labor Day weekend. And I also wanted to remind everybody, we have passes to the August 10th screener of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World at the uh, Pacific Place Theater, 7 o'clock in Seattle. And if you are interested in getting these passes for two, you can also send Darren an email, ITV Northwest, uh, excuse me, info ITVNW.com, and we'll have those. Like I said, I have them available. We just have to uh, figure out how to get them to you. What I think I'm probably going to end up doing is just taking the people's names and have one person hand them out at the theater. And if they miss them, I'll give them to the promotional people and say these are the people that got passes so they can just check their name off at the door. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing it for ourselves Thursday night. And uh, also wanted to give a viewing entertainment. If you've not had a chance to check it out yet, Big Bang Theory, Entourage, uh, Dexter, and um, Smallville all have new seasons available on DVD right now. You can uh, pick those up at uh, wherever you get your DVDs. And uh, other than that, that's going to do it. Please check out the website at sknr.net. We have a lot of new stuff coming. We have some past TV shows we're going to be posting and we have some uh, special contest and things coming up. want to thank the guys at Activision. Before I forget, they've been uh, huge supporters of this, and they've sent us some copies of Singularity for a contest. I'm finishing that up right now, really enjoying it. And, of course, Darren, how could I forget the big big news of the week? I was uh, We showed it last week. I've been playing StarCraft II. Absolutely phenomenal. They have completely revolutionized 3D game a 3d real-time strategy gaming and what i really love about it and it, it you know how a lot of them they just give you a quick video cut scene and say this is your mission go done they don't do that with starcraft 2 they give you cut scenes but then you're allowed to explore and like for example there's all these different characters on the screen you can look at the reader board you can look at the stat board you can go to click the tv and get the news updates that give you a better background of what's going on in the universe behind you you can click on certain characters. You can go to the armory and say, I want to research these technologies to make them available. I want to make mercenaries available. You can go to the science lab and all of that. And one of the great things about it is it's so detailed, there's even a bar at one, one segment on the battleship. They have a retro-style video game. You know those old kinds where the aliens come down, not like Space Invaders, and you go back and forth and shoot? You can click that, and it loads up, and it plays it, and it's all pixelated like the old games of the day. And then you go back in, and when you're actually playing the game, 
the units are so versatile. You can be anywhere from a novice to an expert gamer. It has a very simple thing where it'll say, you know, hey, I've not, I've not played these kind of games. It's not my, I don't know what I'm doing. And it'll even have video things where you're playing where it'll show you a video what you need to do. Or you can, like, set it normal or expert and get right in. And that's not even touching the multiplayer. And this is the first of three StarCraft games. You've got the Terran one coming. There's a Protoss and a Zerg one coming. Of course, you meet them in the game. And, you know, I went on just the other day to say, okay, I'm going to finish this mission. No problem. Then I'm going to save it. And uh, as my wife will attest, three missions later, I, I, I finally said, okay, I, I, I'm stopping here for the night. And it, it's phenomenal. I could, I could not have asked for anything better. And in typical Blizzard fashion, you know, they do not rush the games. They may only put a game out, but when it comes out, it is solid. It is pretty much bug-free. I haven't found one problem with it, and it is amazing. I mean, the funny thing is I remember playing the original StarCraft, going to the launch party at Wizards of the Coast Seattle, right as I was graduating from UW. And so here it is, you know, what is it, 13, 14 years later, and here it is. And, you know, and here's something I was going to tell you. We, we actually do have something we can offer the people. We have two 10-day trials for the World of Warcraft available. But if you have an interest in playing StarCraft II, if you have an extremely high-end computer and can really run this off, I have two friend codes that we can make available to play this. Now, the way the friend codes work is very simple. You get basically... I may be a little off on my numbers, but I believe you get ten hours of game, seven to ten hours of game time, or fourteen days of use. It's whatever comes first. So basically, you you code up, you load the game, it lets you go in and play, and say, there you go, you've got seven hours played as you will. You want to play the missions, you want to do multiplayer, there you go. And then when it's done, you're done, and you have the option to either purchase it since you've already downloaded it, and go from there, or say, okay, thank you very much, let me think about it. And so we have two of those available. Uh, as, as before, contact Darren if you're interested, and we'll make the two of those available to you while supplies last. Anyway, folks, have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please tell your friends. We've got a lot of uh, great stuff coming up, and I will be talking to you very soon. Have a great week. Good night.